he tells Thomas, Thomas, thrust your hand into my side. He didn't say, feel it right here. Think about that. He said, thrust your hand in, and you'll know it's me. I'm the pierced one. Why? Sin. To overcome the cursed. You think about this. Our bodily resurrection. Because the Bible says we're going to be like him for we shall see him as he is. This is such an amazing thing. You realize when you get your glorified body, we don't have this now. Nobody does. But when you get your glorified body, your resurrected body in Christ, you're going to be able to be visible or invisible according to the body of Christ it will. It's a spirit body. What an amazing body we'll have. You'll be able to travel faster than anything this earth has ever seen. Jesus traveled to heaven and back, the third heaven and back, in a very quick amount of time, in a morning. You'll be able to consume food without going through the digestive process and all that's involved in that. Right after this, Jesus ate broiled fish and a honeycomb with them in his glorified body. This is the body that we will have. Cannot experience sickness. Can't experience disease. We'll never be weak. There'll be no corruption. You'll never have old age. And most of all, you'll never die. Jesus said, he that believeth on me shall never die. Believest thou this? A spirit body of flesh and bone. Jesus said, a spirit doesn't have flesh and bones. Fill my bones. Fill them. You know, the busted bones right there. Fill them. This is me. Here's Jesus before him, them, and they're wondering. Turn over to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Fill the holes, Thomas. Mero doubting Thomas. Did you know before doubting Thomas, we just read it in Luke 24, all the disciples felt him. He told them to. He said, this is the proof that it's me and that I am no spirit. I rose from the dead. So John chapter 20, verse 26, it says, after eight days again, the disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut. Hey, he didn't come through the window either. He came in and stood in the midst, said, Peace be unto you. And he saith unto Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. That's so amazing to me. And be not faithless. This is the proof. But believing. Thomas answered, said unto him, My Lord and my God. He knew beyond any doubt that this is him. But what am I here to say this morning? Even in his glorified state, he has the wounds. He had them. He had the wounds of the cross. That's what John refers to in the famous verse in 1 John 1, 1. I'll read it. You don't have to go there. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, we saw him, which our hands have handled the resurrected Christ. We touched him 
we felt the holes in the scars that were left behind of the word of life. He said, and I'm telling you now, I, and the next verse is, I declare this unto you, that this is the truth. To be an apostle, you had to see Jesus Christ risen from the dead. You had to see it. Now, where are all these apostles today? They must be about 2,000 years old if they claim to be an apostle because you had to see Jesus risen from the dead before he ascended up on high. How's that going to happen? Jesus Christ was wounded for our transgressions. What does that mean? His flesh was opened up, leaving a large scar behind. He bore our sins and iniquities in his own body. That means he died. Well, the Bible plainly says it. He died for your wounds. His wounds for yours. Your emotional scars. You know, I don't think God wants us to live totally scarred up emotionally because of all the things that's happened to us in life. God says, I want to help you overcome that. I want to help you have victory. I want you to have my grace, which is sufficient for thee. And nothing can happen to you that should take you away from that. With the, with the glory and the grace of the risen Christ, you ought to be. He took those emotional scars upon you, upon him. The major tragedies of your life, you can overcome them. Jesus died for those. He bears the scars even today. The physical injuries that you, boy, I've had plenty of those, haven't you? Did you know I won't have those when I get my resurrected body? I won't have them. I'll be, I'll have a glorified, incorruptible, immortal body. Immortality always involves the body, by the way. Ever cut, ever burn. You know, men like to, men like to show off their scars, right? Man, this one happened to me here and there. I remember when that, when mine, yeah. Well, Jesus is showing them his scars. <laughs> and our healing is complete. You know, Jeremiah 30, verse 17, he said, For I will restore health unto you, and I will heal thee of thy wounds. God will do that if you'll let him. You don't have to live wounded forever. Psalm 147.3 says, He healeth the broken in heart. He bindeth up their wounds. God does that for us. You realize the grace of God is sufficient to heal all the wounds and remove the scars. He'll change our vile body into a glorious body. We'll go into glory and utter perfection. All flaws change to perfections. See, I like that statement. Let me say that again. You know all the flaws you have? I'm flawed. Yeah. All my flaws will be turned into perfections when I, get, when I rise from the dead and get my glorified body in Christ. I will have what the Bible calls in 1 Corinthians 15 a celestial body. It's a heavenly body fit for heaven. No longer terrestrial, limited to this earth. Celestial, a body for the heavens. Jesus still has the scars. To me, this is amazing. This is so, this is so, uh, well, it's actually spectacular. You say, this is tragic. It's spectacular. He arose with the scars still in his body, and he still has them today. Let's look at some verses on this. Look, look at Revelation chapter 5. Right now, 
as we speak. He's on a throne in heaven, seated next to the Father in heavenly places. He's the perfect Lamb of God. He's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. But it says some amazing things. Look in Revelation chapter 5, and in verse 6, we will see this when we enter heaven's throne room as the whole church. We will see this. This is Paul, uh, John speaking what we will see. Revelation 5, 6, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. Still showing the scars of death after all these years. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. That is our Savior. He still... If you saw him, when, when John saw him walking across the, uh, to the uh, Jordan River to be baptized, he said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. You're see, you'll see him now, the Lamb. All throughout the book of Revelation, it calls him the Lamb more than any other name. As it hath been slain, even in heaven now, he bears the marks of his death. On the cross. In Zechariah chapter 12, 10, and when Christ returns in glory, it says, What are they going to see? They're going to see him coming in the clouds of glory. And you know what it says? They're going to see him whom they have pierced. They're going to see it. Here, I turn to Zechariah, the second to last book of the Old Testament. Zechariah chapter 13. Zechariah 13, verse 6. This is at the return of Christ. And one, I wonder who that person is, shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thy hands? Still has them. Still has them. Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. His own people had him pierced. You know what I want? I want you. I want to say this this morning. The wounds of Christ are the only man-made things that'll ever be in heaven. Everything else is God-made, pure, perfect perfection. Where God said it and made it and said it is good. If you, if you can imagine the earth being good in God's sight, can you imagine what he's making in heaven now with those mansions that he's gone to prepare, as we, were, as we just sang? But the only thing, the only thing that's man-made are those wounds in the very body of Jesus Christ, which he will bear, obviously, forever and ever and ever. So what does that tell me? It means God will suffer some way forever and ever and ever. Because of the sins of men. He reveals it with his very body. The whole city of heaven with the golden streets and the gates of pearl and the walls of jasper and this tree of life in the, in the boulevard and the streets of gold and the, in the, everything. The water of life and all the glory. You'll see man's print there. It'll be all over Jesus' body. So when he sits in glory as a king, 
on his throne with all the thrones of heaven are surrounding him. He still has those scars. The wounds will still be there. Not for his own sins, for ours. Because of us, for all eternity. Now, the Bible says, behold. One of the most amazing things about this is when eternity breaks forth and time will be no more, it says, behold, I make all things new. The old things will be passed away. The former things shall not be remembered. God says, you will not remember anything from this earth. But I can tell you one thing, there's going to be the scars on Jesus Christ. Even in eternity, forever and ever and ever, scars. You know, think about, I'm done, but think about scars. What are scars? They're what's left of an injury or a, or a wound or an accident. I'm bearing the scars. That's what Jesus is going to have. We'll see. You know, we'll see them on him and he will really, it'll be beautiful to us. It'll be such a beautiful sight. That's why I said, hey, Jesus will be what makes it heaven. Not all that great stuff. That we can't even comprehend what heaven's going to be in the glory and the splendor. Him. The scars on his body prove it. When you, what we always say, and I shall see him face to face until the score saved by grace. And then that other song, I want to see my Savior face, his face first of all. When you see him, you're going to be looking for this. You're going to be looking for the holes and the scars in his hand. That's why I said, so in the millennial reign of Christ, you're going to be serpent still crawling around and it's a forever reminder of what sin is. It's all that's left of it. Jesus will do away with sin forever and ever. And the Bible says the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Jesus will do it. But that snake will still be crawling, writhing, making that ugly smudge. And then Jesus, you'll see it on his body the forever reminder of what we were saved from and how it happened and why. So Jesus came to bear our sins, remove our scars. They're on him now. They're all on him now. Praise God for a Savior such as ours. Let's, let's bow our heads. Paul said, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had many things on him and in him that revealed scars and marks of his Christian life. Can you imagine what he went through? He was beat with rods thrice. He was whipped. He was chained. He won't have those in heaven. But Jesus will. Will you remember him today? Just think about how wonderful he is. And thank him for what he's done for you. Thank him for taking your sin and becoming a curse for you. Maybe think about that which wounded you the most in life. 
Maybe a person really, really hurt you or life just didn't seem to treat you very well. Some horrible things have happened that could really hurt you. He took those on himself. He bore them. He carried the burden. Will you let them stay on him and quit carrying them yourself and bearing that? Let him do his work so you can live by grace and live a wonderful life for him. Be happy and joy and have peace rather than bitterness and blaming and holding grudges. I know we live in a body that hurts all the time. Mine hurts every day. Someday it won't. It'll all be on him. I want you to thank him from the bottom of your heart for doing that for you. And then offer him your life once again. Offer it to him. And whatever comes my way, and I guarantee you, you're going to get some more wounds, you're going to get some more scars. I'm not going to allow them to, to damage me. Jesus already took the whole fall for me.